0: So this morning, we are starting a new series that I'm super excited about called Through the Spirit. And it's something you might have heard about. It is in scripture uh, in Galatians chapter 5. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to go ahead and turn to Galatians chapter 5. And we'll start in verse uh, 22. And we'll get there. This morning, I'm going to invite you to take notes this morning. If you have uh, one of those uh, note cards in your chair, hopefully you have one of those, and a pen. There is a lot of scripture today, so I'm going to ask that you take that card and uh, you write down these scriptures as we go through them, and you have those, but we are going to hit a lot of scripture today, and I just want you to go ahead and, and preface that, for you to be prepared for a lot coming at you this morning, and if you're like me, and, and a lot of you are like me in this sense, that we forget uh, as soon as we leave here, we might forget about the scriptures, we might forget at certain points, and uh, today I'm really hoping that we, uh, we can leave here being encouraged about what God's Word says in our lives and to us today. We're going to break down the fruit of the Spirit in three different sections. And and today is going to be the upward. Next week is going to be the outward. And uh the week after that will be the N-word. And so we're going to break down these nine words in three sections and really see how they affect us, really see how they uh, they interact in our hearts and our, in our lives and how we can have these same things. So, and by the way, if you've ever wondered what Jesus was like, if you ever had a question or a thought on who, like what was his personality? If you were to hang out with Jesus for a day, what would it be like? I really truly believe that it would be summed up in these nine words this was his personality in these nine words and today we're gonna talk about the first three but as we go through this series I want you to think about if you were to hang out with Jesus he would display all nine of these characteristics and it we would see these nine things in his life and how he interacted with people how he lived and uh and just his his pers- overall personality so today we're going to be talking about the upward today we're going to be talking about the upward love joy peace love joy peace now have you ever thought, and you might not have thought about this, but have you ever thought about the habits that we have in our lives? Not like sin habits. We're not going to, not the bad stuff that we do uh, a lot of times, but just habits that we have in our lives. And, and now, again, I, I have to kind of break things down for a simple mind like myself. And habits are, let me, let me read you this. Habits are psychologically defined as things you do repeatedly in your life that are unnoticed. Things you do repeatedly in your life that go unnoticed. Now, let me give you some examples. And maybe when I say these, you'll go, I do that too. Now, wetting your toothbrush before you brush your teeth. Anybody else do? I mean, that's just, you don't think about it. You just get the toothbrush, you wet it. And then, does anybody just not do that? You just put the tooth, toothpaste and you just go for it? All right, there you That's all right. Hey, we're just, ha- we're ha- it's, it's all good. Some of you bite your nails. You don't think about it. It's just a habit. You just bite your nails. Some of you have the habit of saying like before every word. Like, it was so good. Like, that movie we saw, like, it was incredible. Like, incredible. Like, literally incredible. It was literally like incredible, that movie that I watched. Like, man. So, some of you procrastination any procrastinators out there you just it just happens it just happens here's one that we most of us do this we cover our mouth before we call or after yeah well before and after while you're coughing you cover your mouth at some point in coughing hopefully you cover your mouth or sneezing please do that okay even if you're dabbing you know (laughs) you know I mean just cover your face Some of you eat after school, you know, you get home and you go straight to the fridge and open it up and you eat and you don't even think about it. You're like, I'm not even hungry, but I'm eating, you know. It doesn't matter, you just go. One habit I have is I'll be sitting at my desk or I'll be sitting at a table and I'll start shaking my leg. Like, like I'll sit there and I'm like running marathons with my legs shaking, you know, and I'm just, it's a consistent thing. And we all think about the habits and you probably, we could name a ton of habits that we have and they're all, listen, they're all normal. There's nothing abnormal about this. The stuff that some people do, like uh, the things that we do might look crazy to other people. It might look crazy to some people, but it's just normal to us and it's, and it's, the reason we do these things is just, we just do them. There's no thought, there's no second, it's just, it's just, it's just second nature to us. We just do these things. There's no rhyme or reason, it, it, no one had to show us how to do these things. We just do it, and, and, the, and the reason we've done these things is, if we, we've done these things on our own We've picked up some, something on our own or we've seen someone do these things and then we start doing the habits and we start doing these things. And again, it's not, these aren't bad things, shaking our leg, getting a bad thing, wetting your toothbrush, covering your mouth. No, no, none of that stuff is bad, it's just a habit. And they, and they happen because we don't think twice about them. And this could be really hard if we don't display these things on, on a normal basis. If we just force these things, if we go, stop, you know, Put your leg down or or you go if you're used to you you're used to wetting your toothbrush like I wet my toothbrush before I use it. But if I just put the toothpaste on it and went, Man, this is this is weird. You know, or or you just sneeze and you just you know, that's just no, no, we do these things. Because if we force these things, if we force these things in our lives, if we force ourselves to do these habits sometimes, I think the struggle is that sometimes these things could be fake. You know, you might sit there, oh, Ryan's just saying that, he's shaking his leg, or, you know, you do these different things, you, you procrastinate, and you're really not a procrastinator, and you just, you know, you, know, you act like you're procrastinating, no, no, you no, can, you can fake through some of this stuff, you can fake through these things, and, and the things that we're talking about this morning, as far as the personality of Jesus, the upward part of Jesus, love, joy, peace, these things should be second nature to us. These things shouldn't be forced. These things that we're going to talk about this morning are things that just should just happen in our lives. They should just flow through us. And, and that's what we're going to talk about. When, when Paul talks about these nine things, and we'll read them all in a second and focus on the first three, these things should just happen. And so this morning if you have your Bibles if you have your your Bible app open Galatians 5:22 through 23 says this But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Some of you are singing the song that you learned when you're you were a little kid anybody ever remember? The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. Patience. Miller, you got it? He's like, oh, it could happen. But listen, I was gonna come have you come up on stage. There's a mic right there for you, buddy. No, <laughs> he says no. But so so we've sing we've sang this this song, and we've learned these words. But today we're gonna to dive in deep on love, joy, peace. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, "You ready?" ready. Look at your other neighbor and say, "I'm ready." And then just say with a, you know, down deep, you're just bold, let's do this. Awesome. Awesome. Here's what I want you to do on your notes. I want you to write the word love. I want you to write the word love down. Now, there are many, many versions of love in the Scripture and many definitions of love in the Scripture, but Paul is using this in Galatians. This first love that he's talking about is an agape love, A-G-A-P-E, agape. That's the Greek word for this love here is agape. Now, let me explain what Paul is saying that this fruit of the Spirit... Now, let me time out here for a second. Some of you may have heard about the fruit of the Spirit, and some of you may have, have seen different diagrams, and, and you might see like a display of a fruit of the Spirit being like an orange, and a banana, and an apple, and grapes. And It almost looks like the, the Thanksgiving cornucopia... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, the horn and the sky. No, 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 that's not, listen, that's not what the fruit of the Spirit, because if that's what the fruit of the Spirit means, it would be fruits of the Spirit. But no, 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 it's singular. You need to check this out. It's singular, the fruit of the Spirit. So this, this picture is perfect in, in the display of it's all one fruit. You have a vine that comes out, and the fruit that is displayed, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, all those things are from one vine. It's one fruit as in a grape cluster. So it's one fruit, not fruits of the Spirit. It's singular but plural. It's singular but plural. And today, we're diving in the first three, uh, agape love. Now, here's what agape love means. It's divine love unconditional self sacrificial love divine unconditional self sacrificial love it's more than than i just i love my dog it's more than i love cheeseburgers it's more than i love the hunger games it's more than i, I love my boyfriend or my girlfriend it's way 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 deeper than that it's a love that doesn't have any parameters Listen, it's a love that doesn't have any parameters. It's a love that just, it just does. It's a love that just does. It's it's just love. It's a willingness to put your own interests aside and others' interests ahead. Listen, you put your own interests aside and you put others' interests ahead. And Jesus gave an awesome example of love. Write this down, John 15, 12 and 13. Again, there's a lot of scripture today. You don't have to turn there. I'll read them, but I want you to write that down. John 15, 12 through 13. Jesus says this, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. He says, greater love has no one than this, that he lay his life down for his friends. And what did Jesus do? He laid his life down for us and so we see this love that this agape love this unconditional self-sacrificial love and that's what that love means now let's move on to joy joy this is not the same thing as happiness this is not the same thing as being happy this joy that paul is speaking of right here is not the same because here's the deal happiness or being happy is circumstantial Being happy is circumstantial. Being happy is all about you're happy because of the circumstances that you're in. But joy, true joy comes from the Lord. True joy comes from Jesus inside of us. If you say you're a believer in Christ in here today, that joy that that we should have ought to just come natural because of what God has done in our lives. He's reconciled himself, made things right through Jesus. And so, so, yeah, tough times may come, hardships may come, but we have joy because we know that Christ lives inside of us. Write this down, Luke 15. I love this scripture Jesus shares, or excuse me, I love this scripture that Luke shares with us that Jesus said. And he tells this parable Luke 15, three through seven. Suppose one of you had a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does the shepherd not leave the 99 in the open country and go after a lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. And then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I found my lost sheep. And Jesus says, I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. That's when I say, that's when I get excited when, when students and people get saved I love it because I know that there's a huge party in heaven going on. There's a a huge celebration. There's a joy that happens because Christ is joyful in the fact of knowing that a sinner has turned and the lost is now found. The blind now sees. And it's the joy that enters in us that just should come out of us because, you know, Christ has joy. He has love, obviously, and he has joy as well and we see that and he, he displays that and the most joy is when someone comes, comes to know him and so that's why when someone gets saved and we we offer this you know the gospel message and, and people respond and man we get excited we stand up and clap and hoop and holler it's not just not just a emotion It's not just, yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's the fact that we ought to get the most pumped up and the most excited when someone comes to know Jesus. So it doesn't stop there. So love, joy, and peace. Now, write that down, peace. This word occurs in every New Testament book. Every single New Testament book. And listen, over 80 times in the New Testament is the word peace found over 80 times in the New Testament. It means to bind together, the definition of this literally means to bind together that which is separated. To bind together that which is separated. And so we see this scripture, I want you to write this down, John 14, 27 Peace I leave you, this is Jesus talking, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Listen, in order to give peace, you have to have peace. And I know in some of your worlds, man, this, we'll talk about this more in a second, but It doesn't seem like there's peace there's arguing you get off the bus you get home and or your family gets home from work and it just seems like a battlefield but for the believer you can have peace that peace can be in your heart That peace can overflow us we can experience that peace because of what Jesus has done he's given us his he's left peace we think about what Christ has done And he's made a way for us to spend eternity with him through the cross and resurrection. And if that hadn't have happened, listen, there would be war. There would be chaos. There would be trouble. And you say, well, Ryan, there is war. There is chaos. There is trouble. But for the believer, there's peace in those times. There's peace. And so how does this, how do these three things come to you? How do these things hit you where you are in your schools, and your homes? How do we display the upward part of the fruit of the Spirit in these three things, love, joy, peace? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let's look at this. For the first thing, love. Write that down, love, and, and we'll go through these things again. I want you to write this word, uh, this verse down, Romans 5.8. But God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us he didn't have to do it listen he didn't have to die but he did because of his great love for us and because of that we worship him and we give him praise and we give him glory because of what he did he God demonstrated his love for us so much because he loved us so much that he sent his one and only son to the cross that we might have life let me give you another verse 1st John three sixteen through 18. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and see his brother in need and has no pity on him, how can we, or excuse me, how can the love of God be in him? Dear dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. But with actions and in truth. Listen. You love with action. You love with action. People see your love in how you live your life. People see your love in the things that you do. It's a result of our salvation through Christ. and I love that. We can truly love because God truly loved us. So when it comes to joy, write this down. When it comes to joy, let's remember Philippians 4.8. Really simple, really simple. Rejoice in the Lord always, and I will say it again, rejoice. Paul says rejoice in the Lord when? Always, always rejoice in the Lord always, and he says it again. He says, I'm going to say it one more time just so you fully understand it. Rejoice. Rejoice rejoice in those times of struggle in those times that you're you're having hardships at school in those times where your friends just you just can't understand and there's and 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 and, and people are coming at you have joy and remember to rejoice first peter 1 8 and 9 our joy comes from our salvation our joy comes from our salvation first peter 1 8 through 9 Remember, happiness is circumstantial. Our joy comes from the Lord. In those times of trouble, we just need to rejoice. And I will say it again. Let's rejoice. Let's rejoice, but it doesn't stop there. What does Paul say about peace? When it comes to peace, Philippians 4, 6 through 9. Listen, Philippians 4, 6 through 9. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians four, six through nine. This isn't. Listen. This is not a suggestion. Some of you say, in your believers in Christ, say, "Well, I'm just a natural wor- worrier." I just worry. That's just who I am. I know I, I'm just a worrier. I just worry, worry, worry. But here's the deal Mm-mm. it can't happen. You can't have anxiety in Christ. It, it shouldn't come natural because what should come natural is that Paul says not to be anxious about anything. Don't be anxious about it. He says here's what you need to do when you're anxious you pray. And you go before the Lord and you petition to hear from him. You petition, God, help me. Let me be reminded that you're walking this day with us. And listen, what does Paul say? And the peace, everything that binds together, it binds together that which is separated, the peace of God which transcends all understanding. How can I have joy? How can I have peace? How can I have love? How can I have these things in the situation that I'm in? And earthly, I can honestly say, I don't know. I can't get it. It's hard. Some of you are going, God, why in the world is this stuff going on in my life? And where do we land? We have to just trust Him. We have to lean in on Him. We have to have love. We have to have joy. And we have to have peace. And the great thing about the believer is we're... We're locked in with him forever. We're tied in with him together forever. And that's what we're gonna talk about this morning when we go to our groups. In just a moment, we're gonna go to our table groups. And and I've had the joy of of this, this series that we're going. Some of you guys are helping, and some of you gals are helping us formulate some of these things that we're talking about. And some of you students have formulated these questions for our table groups, and I'm so excited because they are good. They're so good. So when we go to our table groups, here's what I want you to do. Some of you are new, some of you haven't been. What we're gonna do is we're gonna go to the gym and we're gonna break up into our grades. And as we break up into our grades, some are upstairs, some are downstairs. We're gonna break up into our grades and we're just gonna talk for a few minutes. And I wanna invite you just to, just to be honest with your group just to share with your group. This isn't a, you know, a time where you share your inner thoughts or you're, you know, you're not gonna talk about your dreams. I don't know, maybe you're dreaming about love, joy, peace, I don't know. But well, let's be honest with each other. Let's don't, let's don't goof around. Let's, let's see what God has for us today. So Lord, I love you. I thank you for these teenagers. I thank you for what you're already doing this morning. I just ask God that you speak to us over the next few moments. God, I thank you for your love, I thank you for your joy, and I thank you for your peace that transcends all understanding, and God, I just ask that this morning that we might leave here displaying these traits in our lives this week, so Lord, I love you, and I thank you, and it's in Jesus' name. Let's head to our groups.